Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Book of Caleb. Is this a walk down memory lane or an episode on current events? I don't know. The title is called Stuffed Crust Pizza, so you decide if that's from the past or still relevant today. Enjoy. Mic check, done, check. Sometimes I just like to go into these episodes with um, blind, basically which means that Michael has no idea what we're going to talk about, except for that I told him it was about stuffed crust pizza, and we're going to eat that pizza backwards. So nostalgia, the definition. Gosh, when I think about the definition of nostalgia, I think those were the days, right? Am I right, Mike? It takes me back. takes me way back when you say the word nostalgia. Nostalgia. Do you even Mm -hmm. know how to spell that? Nostalgia, yeah. Nostalgia. Yes, okay, so the definition of nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. So shouldn't you want your life, when you think about it, to always feel nostalgic and be full of nostalgic memories? Or does that also imply that your current situation is worse than it was before? What do you think? It's different. It doesn't necessarily have to be worse. I mean, you know, I think about um, 1996, how about go back to that time frame. What was I doing then? I was 12. Um, Was I eating stuffed crust pizza then? My answer was no, because I never was into it. Michael... You probably were, because Stuffed Crust Pizza, if you recall, was in the 90s, and it was released via Pizza Hut circa rem- 1995. Yeah, okay, well then there you go, and uh, yeah, of course I remember it, and I wasn't a fan, and I'm still not, and I think what's going on right now is it's kind of trying to come back. Papa John's, which, was that even around in the mid-90s? I don't think it was. Not, not, not like it is now, obviously, um, but now Papa John's, that's one of the premier pizza chains which i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm a huge fan of papa john's because i'm not the pizza there goes another advertisement opportunity but then at the same time i'm not a fan of pizza hut i think i think they're both lame i mean are we gonna we gonna tell them we we had takeout pizza tonight um and it was giordano's (laughs) you know and it was great it was deep dish now, I didn't grow up on deep dish. That wasn't even around then, I feel like, especially not for takeout options. But look how far we've come. And that's the whole purpose of this episode, Michael, and why we got pizza tonight in the first place was because I wanted you to be thinking about stuffed crust pizza and where you were in 1996. Oh, I thought it was because I uh, passed my hotel inspection from corporate today, so I thought it was a pizza night, but okay. We threw a pizza party for you for passing your inspection. That is special. And virtual. Virtual inspection, really? Mm-hmm. He was impressed. The inspector was. Okay. Well, you could only show him what you decided, right, on your Zoom call? Or how does that work? How do you inspect a hotel via Zoom? Well, you actually put them on your phone and you walk them around on the phone. 
And so you could show. have been in a completely different hotel. Could have been. Maybe I was. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Okay, so stuffed crust pizza. It's it's trying to make. I'm seeing these commercials. We've been seeing them a lot lately, and yeah, I think that's what's kind of was an idea at some point. But why is it coming back? Um, and I I was never a huge fan to begin with when it was originally here. So that that's all I'm saying in regards to that. It looks exactly the same, by the way, the Papa John's version of the and the Pizza Hut version. It is interesting. Like I don't recall seeing a stuffed crust pizza advertisement. I um from Papa John's until like two days ago, and we were both talking about like, gosh, like wasn't I swear stuffed crust pizza was like copyrighted or whatever by Pizza Hut. Like mm-hmm. why didn't you see all Domino's? Does Domino's do a stuffed crust pizza? I I don't know because it was it was hot there for a while. Just like I think like Clear Pepsi was hot there for a while but then it, it went away and it, now it, why is it coming back i don't know because it's like i don't know you don't need cheese in your crust i i don't know i mean oh I, I, I don't know well that was a good interest so it is yeah. by the way episode 51 and it feels sure. like we started this podcast in the 90s which yeah. is really what i want to point out that this podcast is going to be about is like you think all this stuff was forever ago but it's still relevant today Okay. Oh, sure. And so I have a couple things that I wanted to point out. Now, first, before we get started, though, with that, 51, do you have a playa? Well, sure. People are going to sit here and say, oh, Dick Buckus, you know, the uh, legend. Excuse me? Dick Buckus, the legendary linebacker for the Chicago Bears. He's like an iconic uh, feature of NFL players. You know, he's a top 50 player of all time. I'm not going that way. I think, and I feel like we've talked about this guy before, who I'm going with. I'm going with the big unit, Randy Johnson. The seven-foot gangly left-hander for the uh, Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks. He We've could throw def- over 100 miles per hour. He killed a dove at one point. Yes. Um, he somehow picked off a dove. Anyways, um, probably the most entertaining pitcher I would think of all time was Randy Johnson. You didn't know where the ball was going. He was seven feet tall. He was very thin and had a weird mustache. Um, yeah, just ugly as can be. But his name was the big unit, and um, he could chuck that... Uh, Check that ball pretty hard. So, 51, Randy Johnson. Uh, I always found him to be very, very entertaining. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And may that be the last time this year you bring up Randy Johnson, the big, big, the big unit. unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dick Buttkiss. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so, other 90s or so memories, Michael. So, again, the other night... Do we need to pause for a commercial break or the fact that Drake is spying on us while we're trying to do a podcast? By the way, who does a podcast 51 episodes in as a parent who's exhausted every week and both with full time? Exactly. Exactly. Are we getting paid for this? Oh, I'm paying you, baby. Oh, that's true. Okay. You'll you'll make it up on the back end. And we pause for our commercial Drake in Bay Back in just a moment. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us, folks. I hope you enjoyed that half a second commercial break brought to you by... Menon. Menon. That's nostalgic, kind of. Hey, did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, I did. What? I mean, I was... I'll say I was wrong, because I was in my score prediction. Sure, a lot of people were. I don't know who had the uh, Tampa Bay winning by 22 points. Nobody in the world. Um, I will say... Okay, do I think Camp Bay from top to bottom was the better team? I, I do. I do. 
referees. The- I just wish the referees would have kept their head out of this game. The first half, they decided the game. It was a much closer game. Um, they pretty much handed two touchdowns to Tampa Bay, and that just put Kansas City so far behind the eight ball with the defensive pressure that Tampa Bay was consistently getting Patrick Mahomes um, to just hand them two, two touchdowns on bogus just penalties um, was unfortunate. And that, that's all I'd say about that. Thank you. Mm. Well, that's funny that you say that because I was talking about 90s nostalgia. My first bullet point was literally Forrest Gump, 1994. Oh, okay, yeah. So why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, we've all seen Forrest Gump many, many times. And it's air. it airs on TV. The other night it was airing on... AMC. AMC, okay. American Movie Channel. Sure. <laughs> um, and again... I know exactly the whole movie, probably many of the lines, if not nearly all of them, and what happens in every scene. The scene where Is there a Mr. Gump, Mrs. Gump? Oh, gosh, yeah, right? Yeah, and then your mama sure doesn't care about your schooling boy. And, like, just everything. Like, just laughing and crying. I teared up during the run, forest, run, you know, break free of the leg brace montage. Like... Like, I don't know that's coming. Like, I've seen it parodied for, you know, so long as well. Uh, you know, when you were growing up and joking about it, run, Forrest, run. Like, how many times did you, like, think that that was funny? And it's like, I'm tearing up, choking up, watching it. Last night, like, two nights ago. Not even. And why is that? Because it's such a compelling scene or because you're reliving something. You're going back in time. You're being nostalgic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's like both. I just that movie is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I just like best best actor, best picture, best director. Do you remember who directed that? Uh, was it Clint Eastwood? Yeah, it was Clint. I thought so. Um, no, I mean. You don't remember. You don't know who directed Ed Helms. No, that's not a thing. Um, He's in every one of these movies. Ed as Harris. Well. Ed Harris. Yeah. Oh, the little kid. The little kid. What was the little kid? Who's Forrest Gump's son's name? Who's in the uh, I See Dead People movie? As Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel. I was trying to think of his name. Something. Um, he turned into kind of a slob. Um, no, who's the? Who is it? Well, you were gonna say Ron Howard. Ron right? Howard. That's why I meant when I said Ed Harris. I was thinking Ron Howard. Right. Okay. And it's not. It's not even Ron Howard. Everyone thinks that it is, though, or I used to because I like he Ron Howard did like Apollo 13. And for some reason, I'm like, oh, then it's probably again like Gary and that Gary guy and Tom Hanks are also in Apollo 13 and they're in Forrest Gump. And so you like you think like, oh, Ron Howard directed that Uh, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis. That's right. Which can you name another film that he's directed? Forrest Gump win the Oscar, though? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that was a good year for movies. I know that. Clearing House. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some CNN '90s documentary yep. that sure. probably sure. visits how great 1994 was. Well, between so like the Schindler's List was in that time, and Apollo 13 Shawshank was too. Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it's like all these like classics that like you can still watch today, and it doesn't feel like you're like watching the movie for a the hundred. No, yeah, for the hundredth time. One hundredth time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what was what's your favorite Forrest Gump scene? Oh man, I mean. A favorite one? Um, what's the part where uh, he's in Jenny's dorm room and they're all, it's raining on him and she's taking off her clothes. And 
<laughs> she like takes his hand and he feels her breasts and he gets really flabbergasted by that. That's your favorite. I think he's scene. about to pass out. It okay. just takes me back. Just takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> I bet this to your call. Exactly. To your college years, there's this nostalgia <laughs> that comes from that. And that does not surprise me one bit yeah, that so that is your favorite scene. It's a good one. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> They're all so good. Like, it just it depends on the day. Right now, I'm thinking of just like even the whole way he learns ping pong. And it's mm. because he was shot in the butt talks. Like, yeah. it's just so hilarious and then he goes to china sure. and competes and becomes this like masterful bing bong yep. expert and that's just like a side note because then he also then becomes a shrimping boat captain I enjoyed the shrimp boat stuff yeah that was good <laughs> and then it just like everything just like keeps like rolling along mm. and it's just like the best story ever i love that guy that's good i love forrest gump absolutely i love forrest gump so another nostalgic moment that's relevant today in pop culture as well is right now Britney Spears is hot again because of this documentary that's on FX right now um, called Framing Britney. Yeah, Framing Britney Spears. You and I watched it. Pop culture media is talking about it and like how Britney needs to be freed from this conservatorship or whatever. And I just think, you know, it's 2021. And when did Britney Spears first come on the scene? 1999. 99. Okay. Baby, okay. one more time. Sure. Well, that yeah. song yeah. is over 20 years old. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yet we're still talking about Britney today. And it's not like she's like released, you know, these like as big of like hits as like baby one more time era, you know? No, no, no. And she probably hasn't, like, the past decade released, like, a song that's, like, come close to that, like, level of recognition, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah. but I'm trying to think, but no, no. But still, my newsfeed today, you know, has mentions about this documentary and Bernie Spears, and I'm watching the documentary. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it with you. I don't know. For me, Brittany, she really strikes a chord with a lot of people. Not so much with me. I, I've never really... I could take Britney. I could leave Britney. I don't know. Never been Britney here. Britney. I was a big Jessica Simpson fan in college. I'll get tell you that much. Um, Does that take you way back? Britney Spears. I mean, take it, leave it. I, when I look at her and I see her, I don't, I don't see a ton of talent. I don't see someone who I think is completely there. And you know, I shouldn't talk about parenting and stuff like that. But it's, it's she, she's made some odd choices i don't she had kids with kevin federline then it seemed like that was a wise like everyone can see that was going to be a bad thing for everyone involved um she's been with a lot of weird weirdos so obviously a lot of people are taking advantage of her and i think she's definitely lost touch with reality because of her celebrity um and just fandom that came at her at a very young age so i don't know if she really had a she had much of a chance when you get hit with celebrity that that early on yeah it's tough for you to see what rea what's real and what's not and um, what's normal and what's normal so you know it's, it, it comes with being that famous you know they say that people they know what they're getting into i don't know when you're that age um that young when she became famous if you really know what you're getting into you have no. you're forced to grow up super fast all of a sudden and you just can't you're just not mature enough. You're not, you don't know how to, you don't have the life experiences to deal with what was coming at her and that yeah, she had some mental breakdowns and I feel like she's just 
what what's her mental state of things it seems like it's not very clear for her most of the time the, the more you like think about that scenario and that's what the, this is cool about the documentary is it, like makes you like realize like yeah like you had no chance of like keeping your sanity as her no and and like if you did have a chance it would be because your parents were like primed to deal with that which they like weren't they were no. just like every other focal from is she where is she from it's not louisiana is it i say louisiana was it yeah. yeah but yeah like small town like they were just like normal people but yeah like giving it a shot and throwing their her hat in the ring for uh mickey mouse club yep. but then she like ends up coming back and going to high school like normal high school for two years before like something happened to where like she had an opportunity for a record deal and but again like her parents like know no different they're not chris jenner's okay momagers and stuff and so like there's just no chance and then she, she that was like when she's like 16 by the time you're 18 but an established legal adult yeah, how she, do you she, like yeah. expect her to like be making uh informed Wise. decisions plus so you know i like googled this last or tonight or also was like again on like my freaking facebook feed of her like her net worth from and like forbes was saying it was like 60 million surprisingly low that is low for yeah. lo when you like google the other ones the christina aguilera j-lo beyonce uh jessica simpson. jessica simpson they're all worth more than britney spears yeah much more yeah and like twice as much at least yeah. mm -hmm. and you're like wait what why because like she's just as famous if we're not in like my mind like more famous for and she has, hasn't like done as much in terms of like like i understand why like christina aguilera has like acquired that much like net worth at this point because she'll do like the voice and like these other like deals she's just been working this whole time but like britney spears hasn't but still like her music from that era is so like it's the number one you know mm -hmm. for yeah. a certain time so you feel like you would get enough money from that to just grow from 20 years ago to be if you're doing it right yeah yeah to be like 200 million dollars mm -hmm. and sure. she wouldn't have to you know have Britney Spears shoes and all these like other things like Jessica Simpson has the shoes and the clothes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that is just odd. To free, me. free Britney. I don't know. Yeah. So, but it, who, who knows? But just, should she, should she be in control of her stuff? I don't know. She, she, can she handle that? Or she needs, she needs to have someone looking over her finances, but I just don't know that her dad is the right guy to do it, but I have no idea. I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I guess at least she's got sixty million. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I did see a post today saying people are outraged over Diane Sawyer's interview with Britney Spears in two thousand three, mm. and the but like the person posts like sh sharing that says like you know if you're outraged over an interview in two thousand three, then you need to get a hobby. Yeah, for sure. All these all these free Britney people seem to be like, the, wait, what are you guys? You guys have time to do this? Just stay outside a courtyard, court, courthouse, in the you know, middle of the day, middle of the week, and just are concerned about freeing Britney. Like, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, what do you guys, I mean, maybe they're background actors. I was there once. I don't know. And sure, yeah, you know, less gigs right now because of COVID. And it's like, they're also, you know, criticizing 
Justin Timberlake and should he be held accountable for his actions for breaking up with her and making a music video, Cry Me a River? Well, he seems to have his head screwed on a little more tighter than she did. JT seems pretty well adjusted. Michael, see, you're part of the problem. Well, I You don't are making this narrative that is attacking Britney, and I won't stand for it. He probably had a little more support um, from more stable parents would be my guess, but I have no idea about JT, but... And his background. What also is fascinating about this documentary, we'll move on, but it's just, yes, the what is outrageous is to look back and watch these interviews that she did. And yeah, yeah that, that would not fly. No, no, no. In this modern times. Because like they are, it's like she was being like harassed um, at a level that's that not, stuff, that's, that's like not appropriate. Or, you know, she was so young. There's one... In this documentary, there's one, like, interviewer that, like, asked her about her breasts. I mean, it's just, like, and you think, like, gosh, like, that's, like, um, she's just so young. And it's so yeah. inappropriate. inappropriate. It is so yeah. inappropriate. And then, like, Matt Lauer is asking her about, like, what happened between her and Justin. Matt Lauer. Yeah. Oh, Which, gosh. you know. Yeah. Right? Jeez. He has his own, then, skeletons that came out later and stuff. And so yeah. it's just, like, wow. But... Um, at one point, like, it's so sad. It's like, do you like think like the paparazzi will ever go away or do you wish they ever go away? And she's like choked up and she just like says, yes, you know, I wish they would. And it's like, mm-hmm. just the saddest thing. Cause yeah. like, how, I'm like, how old is this person who is also never was like normal in it, like growing up and as an adult. Cause like by the time she's 16, baby one more time is yeah. like the number one multi-platinum hit as a 16 year old. No, unfortunately, yeah, she never, she never really had a chance. And the only way is like you have to put in the work when you're a teenager, and then maybe into your thirties, and then just kind of, I don't know, you have to get away from it. Like, and if you want to like be normal and have a family, you just have to get to just stop all that. But she's never stopped, and I don't know if she's ever had the opportunity to stop. And it's tough to go just to go cold turkey, and then I feel like Natalie Portman. Some of these people do this; they take a hiatus to have a family, and or maybe they're done completely, but. Otherwise, just to keep doing that and doing that and doing that, yeah, you're never going to have a normal, quote, normal life whatsoever. So, yeah, there is some sad parts of it where I definitely feel bad for her in certain aspects. So do you think that she's nostalgic about her life in the 90s? Yeah, maybe. I mean, back when it was Baby Hit Me One More Time, probably innocent time for her, and she just thought, wow, this is fun, you know, I'm becoming well-known and she's thinking it's a cool thing that's happening to her um but then it turns into what it turned into and who, who knows how if she would give it all away or she, could she take it back what she would you know we all have those sort of things what we would do differently so it's, it's tough to say craziness michael and mm-hmm. <laughs> so while we're watching this documentary by the way which has probably so we did it like on demand, direct TV on demand. Okay. So you can like record it, but they force you to watch commercials, which, and you can't fast forward through them. Ugh. So I'm like, this is hardly worth it because of the amount of commercials that are served to you in this freaking, like supposed to be an hour and a half documentary. It wasn't worth it for me. I'll tell you that. It was so frustrating. It was like worse than MTV, um, back in the day. Nostalgia. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we saw an advertisement that will take you way back, Mike. Live links. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the pizza salad. We've already talked about this, Papa John. Yeah, live links. Yeah, you just call up and it's a sex hotline, right? I was like, what is this? Yeah, wh- why is this on? Who's still doing I'm this? Like, what is this? I have yeah. not seen... Well, and I had to, like, Google this, too. I'm like, when did live links start? When did you... When Do you, do you think that's from the 90s? For sure, yeah. It's not. Okay. <laughs> so that's apparently... Normally, Google search started in 2005. Huh. Um so that's not really nostalgic to the 90s, but it was absolutely absurd to see a Live Links commercial. No, yeah, insane. I don't, <laughs> like it was a mistake, I feel like. Yes, and it was updated. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a 90s Live Links no, feel commercial, no. but you're like, still like, is this? What, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It was confusing, I, yeah. Oh, so confusing, because I just didn't know that like still existed like a no, like no. 1-900 hotline. No, you go on the internet what you do when you're lonely oh gosh or apps or like isn't that what tinder is like i just didn't know that like you could still call, call in up. like and i i hope it's only you there's can some do old school guy people out there yeah with a rotary yeah. phone maybe talk- that's the way you know like the apps get you caught you know because they're like on your phone but if you have live links <laughs> just call in a number <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. true back back to old school hmm. it takes me way back way back, way back. <laughs> Speaking of way back, so all these things are from the 90s, but they're still relevant today. Michael, as well, Sex in the City. Do you remember that show? No. That takes you way back. No, you used to no, no, no. watch it every Sunday on HBO while it was in <sighs> season? No, not me. Okay, well, <laughs> did you know, well, that started in 1998, um, <laughs> that they announced that they're going to have a new show called And Just Like That with Sarah Jessica Parker um cynthia nixon and uh kristen davis there what about the one girl samantha yeah kim cattrall kim cattrall not coming back and so there's some like not drama with that but like gossip about why that's the case why are they coming back that's what i would say you don't they know they had their show they're done the the show and the movies michael (sighs) 98 yeah i remember that year Talk about nostalgia. It's heartbreaking. We'll get to oh, I know, that. It's just heartbreaking here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, it was just the start of something great, which is Sex and the City. Which, you know, they're still airing the episodes on, like, syndication. They've had movies. And now they're going to start filming, like, another s- sequel to it. It's too much. Seinfeld ended in 1998. You see them come back? No. Well. Not living in the past. You see these people around. They moved on. They had other good careers. Look at uh, Elaine Bennis. She was on Vice. She won many awards for that. <laughs> Jason Alexander, I don't know what he did. Kramer, he got into some hot water. He had, that was definitely Kramer's peak for sure. Um, and then Jerry's been doing his thing. He's in. He, Jerry's he has his hand in so many different things. Yeah, and um, he's a billionaire too. Yes. He's worth way more than $60 million, exactly. Which, Michael, that was next on my list, was Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Now that technically started in 1980. 89 but ended in 1998 which you oh. recall was the worst yeah. year ever of something again no. we'll get to it what's your favorite episode of seinfeld everyone you know you know what the favorite episode that everyone says is their favorite episode so it's the favorite thing to say about the contest that's what everyone says they're all trying to see who can go the longest without masturbating that really put that show on the map the contest i don't master remember. of your domain no. Okay. I forget who wins, but Kramer was the first one out, and he was out quick. <laughs> he walks in, he slams down the money. I'm out. <laughs> but the upset is that Elaine goes out. Um, 
and it's controversy like because they're saying she needs to pay twice as much and then Elaine's like that's not fair and then you know they have to explain to Elaine how it's just not the same like it's something that men have to do and for women I forget the analogies but um <laughs> it's such, such a good episode and sure it's a top 10 for me but it's not my favorite one. Oh man I haven't seen Seinfeld episodes in a while um but if I had to say, I I like um I like the bizarro, bizarro Jerry bizarro world where everything's reversed. You know, there's a bizarro. You know, well Elaine runs into these people. So there's a bizarro Jerry, bizarro Kramer, oh. bizarro Jason. So then there's like two of these worlds um, going on. Okay. Um. So bizarro Jerry, I, that one comes to head. Oh, I really love the one where Kramer has his own. The old talk about nostalgia. I think it's the Ed Sullivan show or something, and he's finds all this old talk show host stuff he starts having a talk show in his apartment <laughs> kramer <laughs> oh so good. i mean there's just seinfeld is just so everything about seinfeld is fantastic 1998 isn't the heartbreaking i mean it's 1998 vikings but the heartbreak took place in 1999 okay that's january My- 17th 1999 that's when the real heartbreak so 98 was a great just, year for the vikings okay we'll get to it yeah. i mean can you wait it started in april when randy moss was drafted in the 98 draft and then, okay, okay. okay i'll let you start then but let me get through this okay so then i wrote down for my favorite episode which i don't know them as detail as you which by the way seinfeld will become will if it's not already it will be on netflix so maybe you can show me these episodes because I don't whatever you just said, I probably like seen them before, but like I don't remember them like in detail, like a Forrest Gump movie. OK, sure. Um, but like I wrote down my favorite episode probably is Festivus, the Festivus one, because mm-hmm. I still celebrate it every year. Mm-hmm. And that like sure. so what I'm saying again about this, like nostalgia is like. I'm still talking about every single year something that came from a Seinfeld episode. Every day in my life, something reminds me of Seinfeld. For me, Seinfeld probably has had the most impact on me uh, of anything. <laughs> Before non, God, non, your family. Yeah, no. Not sports related, like Seinfeld, just for me. Just something happens every day that reminds me of Seinfeld. And like the way I react to it is some some for some reason that's how either Jerry reacted or Kramer or George or even Elaine, um, George's father, Frank Costanza, uh, David Putty. You look at that character. I mean, David Putty, just what an icon David Putty is. He's the on again, off again boyfriend of Elaine. You uh-huh. know David Putty, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, face painter episode when he's, fi- uh, oh man, germaphobe when he's a germaphobe. I mean, there's just so many good episodes. Oh man. Do you have something that happened to you today that you can think of that reminded you of a Seinfeld episode? If I put you on the spot. Put me on the spot. So going back to the contest. No, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, but you really put me on the spot. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know. had your inspection work. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it is so much different now because. Just going back to when I used to watch Seinfeld and Seinfeld, it's just completely different. Now I have two kids, and just, like, the day-to-day is so much different from, like, I don't watch Seinfeld because there's just zero time to watch Seinfeld. I talk at a podcast, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, now it's just, I don't know. But, yeah, there's something happening at some point today. I just can't, I can't really think of it. Yeah, you because your, your brain is gone at this no, point. long and gone. And that's all we can give the audience at that mm. point is our fried brain. So if mm-hmm. you're enjoying it this now, think how good it would be if we were, like, on this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And that's the nostalgic commercial. They craft the egg. Yep. This is your brain. This is your brain. On... Shh. 
Was that in the 90s? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That was for sure. I yeah. bet on it. Yeah. All right. Seinfeld. All right. So uh, first cell phone. Was there a cell phone in Seinfeld at all? Did somebody have a cell phone? Nah. I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah, I'm saying no. Oh, I swear Kramer did at some point. He had a huge gigantic uh, like car phone that he would take from the apartments. And then they, for some reason, his phone number was almost the same phone number as the movie hotline number. So he started answering the phone, giving movie times out. <laughs> Jerry's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. See? Yeah. And so, well, I was just thinking of like the 90s. You know, your first cell phone or like encounter with yeah. that came in part like in the 90s. Like yeah. You didn't get personally your first cell phone, but like your parents may have in the 90s. Yeah, most likely. I mean, I know my mom did for sure um, have a cell phone, and I want to say my older sister, she probably got one, yeah, in the 90s. I got one. I was a junior high school. So then you had it at the very end of the Oh, well, that would have been too. I graduated high school in 2002. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't think so I So close had enough, maybe in 2000. Yeah, yeah maybe 2000. But um, do you remember your first cell phone? Um, Not really. You don't, don't know the brand or anything? Couldn't text, I know that. So you don't, like, wasn't it likely the Nokia? That was what I had in college. That's what I had second go-around, but not my first one. Really? Yeah. You don't know? I don't know. Oh, mine was definitely at first. And then I got, like, somebody stole it while I was in I didn't really gym. like it. I was annoyed because my parents would call me, you know, trying to get, keep up on, you know, trying to figure out where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't well, where like it. Where were you? I don't know, but... Yeah, they're always trying to keep tabs on me. It wasn't like something I could really use. There was no texting. It was just wasn't the same what it is today. Yeah. I was annoyed by it. I didn't want it. I didn't like talking on the phone to begin with. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a spoiled, privileged brat. Oh, yeah. Um, Did you know Nokia still makes phones? Should we buy stock in them? Are they going to shoot up? I feel like there was some weird stock stuff going on with them, too. Was it? I, I don't know. It was yeah. all pump and dump stuff, but yeah. Well, they definitely um, still make phones, but I had to Google. And why would you get one, though? I mean, what other phones can you name? What's the main phone? Android. Okay. <laughs> yep, go on. Um, Nokia, Android. I don't know what else is there. Samsung, Galaxy. Yeah, obviously the iPhone is what I have and have always had for the last, I don't know how many, decade and a half. Yeah. And <laughs> so that, you know, and like Blackberry, I don't even know oh, if that's Blackberry. a thing or something, yeah. but it's like... A Nokia, like I want to meet someone who has a Nokia phone right now. Your dad, dad, one there, till about two years ago. I thought didn't he have a flip phone Nokia? Did he? I don't know. And now he's got he has an iPhone it's by like technicality, four. It's like iPhone four but it's like yeah. I can't I can't even believe it can still you know connect to whatever cell phone carrier. Oh yeah, he texted me about the Packers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's just a text only type iPhone <laughs> or something. Okay, so Michael, thank you. We finally got to sports. 90s nostalgia for sports. Oh, okay, great, yeah. So, for me, the general mm. millennial who isn't obsessed mm. with the story that I'll let you get to in just a moment. Yeah. You know, 90s sports, if somebody asks you without sure. having to think too deep into it, you know, it's like, I know, like, the Bulls, Bulls. thing happened. Bulls is number one. Okay. Dallas Cowboys is there, too. Time, just, the, why do I know that the Bulls happened in the 90s? Frankly, because it was all refreshed via an ESPN oh, documentary that okay. happened in the past year. Okay, the, the okay. last dance, that's why. Okay. 
my point is on that again it's like all this stuff is yeah. still relevant today because it's yeah. like in our pop culture sure yeah. which is just like blowing my mind okay like all this like stuff that we've like talked about mm -hmm. is like current events referencing the 90s sure. um u.s olympics <laughs> i also think of that 1996 u.s olympics carries drug atlanta hotlanta yeah okay yeah and nothing i don't think i mean the u.s gymnastics kind of debacle thing was relatively recent like the past two years right the sex scandal with larry nassib or whatever yeah. and nasser yeah. yeah yeah um you know that all coming to light but it still makes you think of like back in the day like u.s gymnastics was like the best thing ever you wanted to be yeah. the magnificent seven sure um oh and then also if i'm again like asking like name some like crazy thing that happened in the 90s for sports influenced by a recent espn documentary or something right the mark mcguire sammy sosa race oh yeah that was great yeah yeah the home run chase in 98 yeah and was that not like a recent um like covid or 2020 documentary, documentary? yeah it was yeah yeah absolutely so there you yeah. go Another thing referencing the 90s, dude. The 90s is hot. So finally, what you've all been waiting for. Michael, well, just go ahead and just tell your no, 90s I, Viking story. Well, I always talk about the 98 Vikings. No, I, but I, you I, just I, need... Not everyone knows how often you talk about it, so you just need to explain it from start to finish. Just go ahead and just go. finish? What do you mean? How much time do you have? I mean, in 1998, it was the uh, NFL draft, and there was a wide receiver that goes by Randy Moss. He should have been like a top three, top five pick. He was... Uh, I think, for my money, the most talented wide receiver ever come out of the college draft. But he played at a smaller school, Marshall, and uh, he may have had some marijuana, you know, stuff in high school. That's like how he lost his big time scholarships to Notre Dame and uh, um, Florida State, and ended up at Marshall. Anyway, so this, so this was somehow baggage that people had, and teams were not going to draft him. He fell all the way down to the Vikings at twenty one. I want to say because the Vikings were a good team, we were a playoff team. Um, so he just fell into our laps, and my God, um, best rookie season of all time. First game, he had two bomb touchdowns. The deep ball threat of Randy Moss had never been seen before, never will be seen again. Um, and, you know, people look at, just, it's funny, this year, okay, I, I love, okay, just, Justin Jefferson, okay. He was drafted this year, first round by the Vikings, and throughout the year, and it was kind of offensive to me. They, they kept kind of putting up numbers, comparing Justin Jefferson to Randy Moss, um, it's laughable. Like, Justin Jefferson, you're a good Pro Bowl player, and you will be. You're not going to be a Hall of Famer. Randy Moss, <laughs> it's a lot of people would still say Jerry Rice is number one of all time, okay? Randy Moss is number two, and, and he's number two. He's number one in my book. He's the best deep threat wide receiver of all time, and just the fear of God. Like, just, Justin Jefferson got a lot more touches, um, and just chances Moss, they realized quickly we have to double, triple team him. He opened up the rest of the team for a record setting, record breaking year that was the most points ever scored in a season was nineteen ninety eight due to one person, Randy Moss. Um, then guess what team broke that record? It was the two thousand seven Patriots. There's one person who was on both of those teams responsible for 40 touchdowns on both of those teams. It was Randy Moss. He had 17 touchdowns as a rookie, never to be broken. He had 23 touchdowns, a record on the 07 Patriots. That's how good Randy Moss is such a freak. Um, just player he was. And you have to bust your ass. Like, yeah, he has God gifted ability. 
there's been a lot of people that have God gifted ability. He had a bust his ass. People don't realize he came in as a rookie and he went and trained with Chris Carter. Um, just talk to Tom Brady. He'll tell you how smart and how much work uh, Randy Moss put in for him to. So 1998, he was a rookie. Um, nine years later, in 07 is when he's breaking these records. That's nine years of busting your ass. You know, he for him to do that two nine years apart, that just shows um, the type of commitment he had. I really feel bad for Moss because yeah, 07 um patriots um they were 18 and 0 and i i despise the patriots until until then um they clearly were the best team i think i think probably the best team ever um and it was the tom brady randy moss connection which no one's seen anything like it before moss finally had a hall of fame quarterback to throwing him the ball which he never had in minnesota um and you saw what they did they got upset that's football they got upset in the super bowl and they ended up 18 and 1 um and moss never actually got that he never got that title um, but anyways, so the 1998 Vikings, you could call it the Randy Moss Vikings because that's what made that year so special. That's the best Vikings teams I'm ever going to see. And my deal is, yeah, the Vikings might someday before I die, you would think, I don't know what the odds are. I just want them to get to Super Bowl. If they get to Super Bowl, if they win a Super Bowl, I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. It's not going to touch the 98 Vikings. It's just like, I'm 14. I'm in, I'm in high school Football is much more important to me. If football was as important to me as it was then, as it is now, then something's wrong there. Because now I'm in my mid-30s, almost late-30s. I have two kids, you know, a career, a wife. There's things that are very clearly much more important to me than football. But when you're 14, no, that was it. It was was just the Vikings. That was the most important thing to me. (laughs) I didn't have a girlfriend then. I didn't really the girlfriend. My first real girlfriend was probably fifteen or sixteen years old. So it didn't, so it's just a perfect time, and the Randy Moss factor. There will never be anyone like Randy Moss. That was just the coolest team, um, and it is heartbreaking because the Atlanta Falcons had no business going to that Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos. That was the Vikings' year. I don't know how Atlanta showed up and ruined the Vikings' party, um, and we were just kicking the shit out of them for most of that game. They somehow were able to just stay close enough. To where a Gary Anderson chip shot field goal miss could somehow allow them to get a late touchdown to get it to overtime. And once you get to overtime, all bets are off. And I mean, this of course, there's two, there's two, there's one team that's lost two NFC title games in overtimes, the Vikings. And then it happened to get an 09, you know, which I can't even, but just the 98 Vikings. God bless them. You're always being my number one team. Even if I have the Vikings win the next 10 Super Bowls, you know, just the 98 Vikings. That's my team. That's my squad. Um, and, yeah, Randy Moss, he's always going to be my guy. He's my favorite football player of all time. So that's the 98 Vikings. Um, man, I don't – the Falcons, I, I really hate the Falcons. I really hate the Dirty Birds. Um, but I guess they're just trying to win the game. That's all you can do. Gary Anderson hadn't missed a field goal in two years. It's just – it doesn't make sense how we didn't get the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> Um, but su- such is life, you know, such is life. Anyways, that's nostalgic for me. I'm never going to forget those games. Never going to forget Randy Moss's first game as a Viking. It was against the Buccaneers. And like you see these rookie wide receivers Did Jeff Justin Jefferson show up in his first game to have two touchdowns. No, it's just like, you don't compare Justin Jefferson because he had more receptions and had comparable yards. Just like the way that Randy Moss changed the game and just showed up and was just the best player on the field. The first time he stepped on the field. Um, there's never going to be a rookie that does that. Um, and there's never going to be a wide receiver that does what Randy Moss did. Just the combination of speed, 
hands, um, just his whole body coordination, uh, you know, was strength his big thing. No, it didn't need to be, but he, he could take a hit and he was strong. So man, just many props to Randy Moss and just to see how long he did it. And now he's, you know, a successful commentator, Monday night count or Monday night countdown, Sunday NFL countdown. It's good to see him out there. He's making a good career. You know, I know he's got a good family. He's got a lot of good kids and, uh, yeah, he's been a success in every facet of his life. So it was a good, good dude to, uh, look up to. Wow, Mike, go. you really got nostalgic there, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what this is all about. It is. It's all about. So I did want to close oh. on that note, though, because, mm-hmm. you know, in current times, right, we're still in this, like, life of pandemic and moving towards post-pandemic world and stuff. Do you think that mm. we'll be nostalgic of 2020 and 2021? Oh, man, nostalgic. Yeah. Probably not. There'll be some looking back and remembering of it. I mean, are we nostalgic about 9-11? No. No. <laughs> but you talk about, like, where were you? That's always a thing, you know, when right. you first found out. But, like, this is just completely different from that even. Where were you and, you know, what, you know? <laughs> and a lot of people probably know. I don't know anyone who's died of COVID, but a lot of people probably do, so. Yeah. Oh. Um, this is a whole different weird oddity to it. And there's, there's a lot of different layers to it. And well, the fact certain... that it's still going on, I don't know. Yeah. No. I would certainly, yeah, right, hope that it doesn't feel nostalgic someday to look back on 2020. It's just like you can remember, like, yep, these were things that happened and yeah. we all made it through. But it won't, you won't, because that would imply again that like, oh, gosh, remember when... We used to Zoom call and wear masks. And gosh, those were the days. Like, you're not going to, like, no. have these, like, sentiments. Because, like, if you are, then the status that you're in would be worse, right? Something like that. Yeah. There's a bunch of videos going viral today about Tom Brady uh, drunk because they wanted, they had this big boat celebration. And he Camp threw Bay. the trophy. Threw the trophy. And then he's getting out the boat and he can hardly walk. And <gasps> like, he's just smiling ear to ear. You know, he doesn't drink during the season. And, you know. Yeah. It'd be like if I went out and celebrated my... Uh, Had two beers, yeah, exactly. slammed them. So, something like that. But, good for him. Yeah, good for him. No, he uh, he earned it. It's funny. Exactly, uh, right? Yeah. Can he just earn uh, it? Like Mahomes had turf toe surgery. Yeah. So he's, Today? He's, yeah. Turf toe is a very serious injury, though. It doesn't sound like it. I don't know if you know about this. Turf toe. It's a serious thing. He had to have surgery on to, to have repair. And he's had a, he had a bad toe all... Well, end of the year and the postseason. That's not why they lost, but you could tell he just wasn't quite 100%. Though he ran, he ran 497 yards in Super Bowl. What? Scrambling away from the Tampa Bay. He ran, that's how much yards he covered in that game 497. And they only, it was, the score yeah. was like nine. No, but he didn't run forward, just like running backwards, trying to oh. get away from the, the defenders. That's how many yards he covered throughout the game. So he was like running from the defenders every play. Can yeah. you give us a quick a breakdown of what turf toe is? I don't really know. I, I, no one really knows. It's become more and more of a common injury, and then it's been taking more serious. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really know. Your toe turns it's into grass? Ligament, and your toe turns into grass, yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll link uh, what turf toe is in the <laughs> show notes, because that, yeah, I don't, I've heard of it. Sure. I wonder if I have turf toe. Yeah, you've got something going on. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so do you. Oh. Fingers. Yeah, you have finger turf toe. Finger on my, on toe. my thumbs. Yeah. Y- your thumbs are just absurd. <sighs> All right. Well, Michael, that was really good. I, you know, I feel like it was, um, I can look back on the past and feel nostalgic, but. I like the 90s a lot. 
this before, you know, pretty much this. The internet. Internet and this social like media. AOL was just coming yeah, online. It was, a, it was a better time, I think. I think it was a better time. You know, dial it up. And yeah, things, my how things have changed. So. Oh, big time. Yeah, we'll look back and be like, remember when we used to do a podcast? Remember when podcasts were a thing? Oh my gosh, they're so huge right now, but yeah. everyone has one, so it's kind of lame. There's a Britney Spears podcast. That's what they hold their whole there, career is about talking about Britney Spears. Talking about Britney Spears Instagram, yeah, is the podcast apparently. Haven't heard of it, but um, until the other day. All right. Well, with that, stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your hands. And wash your hands.